There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped at 10th and Grant, Michael Biden. We still don't know who pulled the trigger. everyone and welcome to police off the cuff real crime stories i'm retired nypd sergeant bill cannon a 27 year veteran of the nypd and with me tonight retired nypd detective and straight out of brooklyn phil grimaldi how you doing tonight phil i'm doing pretty good billy how about you you know i'm, I'm doing well this missing person case from california kylie rodney is disturbing we have hit day number six as the the clock strikes midnight after midnight, we'll actually be in, in into the seventh day. Not good. Not a good look. Um, law enforcement doesn't seem to have any new leads. The science that we would ordinarily use to help us solve a case like this has been stymied, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, she has a 2014 or excuse me, 2013 Honda CRV that she drove to the location with. That car hasn't been seen since that night either. And her cell phone apparently had been turned off at uh, 0030 hours, 1230 hours on that Saturday. So ordinarily, we'd be all over tracking the cell phone. We'd be all over tracking uh, the car, possibly easy pass, possibly license plate readers. Is the car moving? Is the car mobile? Is it about Right now, we're frustrated because we don't have any information in regards to that. Uh, your thoughts? With science, how can science help us now with this, a couple of things I just underlined that we've been stymied with? Well, Billy, right off the bat, the, uh, the vehicles of today, the most recent model year cars, uh, they do have technology that uh, you can track the car. You can, you can actually access the location of your car from your cell phone, let's say. There's a lot of different technology that's in the later model years. However, I believe this car that we're talking about is a 2013 or 2014 Honda CRV. I don't know that it's equipped with that type of uh, 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 you know, uh, technology in it. However, uh, there is there's still a possibility you brought it up, the plate readers and stuff like that. There could be um, an easy pass in the car or some type of a, a toll uh, pass uh, apparatus that you attach to the windshield. So if the car goes through a toll, perhaps they could uh, track it through that. And then you have the, uh, the standard uh, Department of Transportation, the uh, cameras around uh, different areas of locations that will uh, have plate readers equipped to the camera. So if the plate, the vehicle passes, the plate is picked up by the plate reader. It gives an exact location of the intersection or wherever the camera is lo uh, located. And it also gives a specific time right down to the seconds that it was in that area that it passes. And again, with the, the system in New York City, you can tell... Um, a lot by plate readers because there are plate readers all over the city after 9-11. The city is basically, uh, you know, covered in, in plate readers, uh, no matter what part of the city you go in or out of Manhattan from. But, but Phil, but, I, uh, I think this area is a, is a, you know, suburban area. Sounds and like it. I don't think they're going to have, I don't even, uh, license plate readers, I don't know if they have them, you know. Uh, they're about 20 miles north of Reno, Nevada, major city. Yeah, they may have license plate readers. 
One of the things I just want to underline, and you did a good job of talking about the science of it. What if the car is parked in someone's garage? Well, that uh, presents itself as obviously an obstacle. If the car is secreted somewhere, it's going to be difficult, obviously, to locate it. I, I don't know. There could be some type of a security tracker. They have a thing called LoJack, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Bill. That could possibly lead them to where the car is, even if it's secreted in a garage, uh, an underground garage, whatever it is. LoJack is usually pretty uh, good with things like that. However, I'm not sure. I think if that were the case, I think we would already have the location of the car uh, if it was equipped with some type of a security device like a LoJack. But there's other technologies that are very, very common today, even in rural areas. You have ring doorbell cameras. You have security systems. The security systems of 2022 are very, very good. Even the cheap ones, you can buy a, a simple camera for the internet for 30 or 40 bucks or in a Home Depot or in a Lowe's. And they have very high quality video on them, which is very good. The doorbell cameras, there's so many different types. So I'm certain that the law enforcement, the detectives on this case are looking into those type of things. And again, uh, if we narrow down, it sounds like we have a pretty narrow window. I would say within an hour or two, because she did speak to her mother somewhere around midnight. And then, uh, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, uh, contact with her up until maybe an hour or two later where they start to realize that she's missing. So we do have a pretty good window where we can start to elicit, uh, information from, uh, video surveillance cameras in the area. Now you did say, and we know that there's over 300 people at this, this rave party or whatever it is. So we would have to narrow it down as much as we can, but then those, those video cameras are going to be very, very important. You know, one of the things that disturbs me, and law enforcement almost never, ever says this, and they said a possible abduction, but they're not telling us anything further. Now, are they, you know, that old, old expression, never assume you make an ass of you and me. Are they assuming that based on the fact that A, the car has not been recovered, and B, the cell phone has been powered down? from uh, about 12.30 on that Saturday night. Uh, I've never heard law enforcement ever say a possible abduction unless they had some facts and circumstances, more than circumstantial evidence, that that, in fact, occurred. If they're characterizing this as a possible abduction, I agree with you 100%, Billy. It sounds like if we had access to the case folder and we knew everything that was done regarding information that's coming in on this case, there probably is something that made them say that. There might not be a direct uh, videotape or an eyewitness that saw her getting abducted. However, I think they're putting that, they're, they're, they're including that into the, uh, into the scenario here that it's a possible abduction. So again, there must be something that's uh, making them do that. You talked about the cell phone being powered off. Now, some of the cell phone technology that exists specifically in iPhones, I think Bill, you and I went over this earlier before we went on the air, even a powered down cell phone, even a powered down iPhone or some of the latest, let's say a Samsung, uh, some, of, some of the other brands, even if it's powered down, it could still send out some type of beeps or some type of tracking that it can be located. Perhaps not exact, but put it into a general area. Once the battery is dead on a cell phone, cell phone that pretty much 
knocks out all contact with cell towers and different things like that. So the technology does exist. I don't know what type of phone she had. If she did have one of the later models, let's say an iPhone 12 or 13 or something to that effect, or one of the later model Samsung phones or any of the smartphones that are later model, even off, there could be tracking done on a phone like that. Not specific to the location exact. However, it could give a generalized area. All right, I'm going to play a, a tape here from News um, News Nation. And it's just it's from a couple of days ago, but it's going to give a a good background of where we're at right now. Now and gaining more and more attention and response from law enforcement, all looking for a teenage girl who disappeared from a campground in Northern California in the last few days. 16-year-old Kylie Rodney was attending a senior send-off party with her friends Friday night. She has not been seen or heard from since. The FBI is now involved and authorities say they are looking at a potential abduction. We want to give you a close look at Kylie tonight. And this was captured on surveillance video just hours before she was last seen. Police are looking for her 2013 silver Honda CRV as well. But you can see her in jeans and a black tank top with a black belt prior to her disappearing. Correspondent Nancy Liu joining us live this evening in California. Nancy, her Friends, Kylie's friends are saying they they believe that something bad happened to her. They were also the last people to see her before she went missing. That's right, Marnie. This was a senior last bash that got much bigger than expected with well over 200 teenagers and young people drinking in the woods. Friends say it started to take on a sketchy vibe, so many of them left. Now, the Placer County Sheriff is trying to establish a timeline of that night and asking anyone who was at that party to come forward with pictures or videos to help find Kylie. She sent me a text at 11.30 telling me that she was going to be leaving at about 12.15. And Folks, I know that there was just a live press conference. Obviously, we can't, we can't play things live on our channel. We get hit with a copyright strike. Uh, if it came up with any smoking gun information, let us know. I could play it later on, but I don't think that they have any new smoking gun information. So uh, um, if they do have it, you guys can let us know in the chat. But apparently the press conference just... Coming home, and she said, okay, Mama, love you. And that was the last... 16-year-old Kylie Rodney was last seen at a senior going-away party near Prosser Family Campground, north of Lake Tahoe, Friday night. Where that white car is is where the majority of kids were standing, and between these three trees right here, this is where the uh, lights were hung up. A friend showed us the area where an estimated two to 300 young partiers had gathered. There were cars all up in here and all back in there. A lot of older people started showing up that people didn't know. Like a lot of drugs were involved, like drugs that we don't typically have just in parties. Um, and our parties also just aren't normally that big. Kylie Rodney was last seen around 1230 in the morning. I went up to her and I said, you know, Phil, that's one of the things that disturbs me is that there was a lot of people showed up at the party that no one knew and they were older people. These kids are 16 years old, 16 and 17. Older people don't mix very well with 16 and 17 year olds. And also 
they mentioned that there was a lot of drugs and the, the one uh, girl said that we don't ordinarily do. So that threw a, a, a whole monkey wrench into this thing that that is potentially where investigators should be looking. I don't know if you, you heard also that there was a fight. There was a big fight at this and that sort of took a lot of attention away from this case, but they don't know who the players were in this fight. But so all of these things have to be looked at uh, by investigators. Billy, I think the potentiality that they're putting out there about an abduction is probably based on the fact that she seems to have just disappeared into thin air. The vehicle is missing. Now, you know, you brought up the fact that there were older older kids there. Maybe date ra- date rape drug was, was uh, you know, produced and put into a drink or something like that. So that might be the angle that they're going with this. I mean, there might be something else more that we don't have privilege to in the case folder, but the fact that the car's missing now, nowhere to be found, she's missing, nowhere to be found, doesn't sound like she went off on her own. So I think the abduction angle could easily be uh, applied to the scenario. Absolutely that, hey, I got another ride home because she was meant to be my ride home, but I knew she was too intoxicated to get me home. So I said, hey, I found another ride home. Like, I hope you stay safe. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, I love, love you. Like, have fun and stuff. I think it's totally possible. You know, I, I, ha- I have a big problem with that. She was supposed to be getting a ride home from Kylie, but yet she said, uh, I got another ride home because she was too intoxicated. How about taking care of your friends? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Taking care of each other is a two-way street. You leaving because she was too intoxicated, that doesn't help her. Maybe if you weren't too intoxicated, maybe you were too, but someone that wasn't could have drove her car home. But just leaving her there because she was too intoxicated and you you took care of yourself, I I, I find that... uh, I, I have a big problem with that, Bill, because if the kid is too intoxicated to drive her home, how's she going to get herself home? So she really kind of left the girl... Uh, Kylie in the lurch, so to speak. So yeah, again, I have a problem with that as well. Well, that somebody could have taken her and maybe offered to drive her home. If you have her, please, please give me my baby back. 16 local, state, and federal agencies are searching on the ground, in the air, and the water, looking for Kylie and her 2013 silver Honda CRV, but saying so far there's no evidence she was abducted. We're not ruling anything out, and that's why we're kind of pulling out all the stops. We have the same fears and concerns that, that any of the members of the community and the family have, so we won't rule any possibility out. Friends discounting the possibility Kylie tried to drive home on the dark campground roads and accidentally went into the lake they searched into the forest they searched into the water they searched in every single place and there's no tire tracks or anything from what i know police have issued a fifty thousand dollar reward for information and are asking anyone with photos or video of the party to come forward we do want to stress that we have absolutely no interest in prosecuting or arresting anybody who showed up to that party friday evening whether it be for underage drinking or any type of drug use, we're just interested in finding Kylie. Finding Kylie is our top priority right now. Friends are holding on to hope. You know, also from what I've heard, there was two to 300 people at that party. And uh, I've heard it on some news reports that they haven't had a lot of luck interviewing uh, a majority of them. They've interviewed uh, very few of them. And the information is going to come from someone that was at that party. Of course, cell phone information, pictures, selfies, all of that. you got to round up these people. 
and it's not an easy job, but you got to do that. And a, a lot of these kids are going to be reluctant to talk to law enforcement for the simple reason of, which was stated by the press officer there, Angela Mosalem. Uh, you know, there's narcotics involved, there's underage drinking. So they don't want to get themselves caught up in the trick bag for a, a charge for narcotics or for underage drinking. But again, they're stressing the point. I think I made that point yesterday when we talked about it. That's not going to be the focus here, guys. The focus is let's find out what happened to this girl. We're not interested. We're not doing a narcotics case. We're not doing an underage drinking case. We're doing a missing person case. So that's really what it's about. Uh, Lieutenant Peter Pranzo, Harlem Raiders, car has to be secluded someplace nearby garages, water registered, sex offenders, drug dealers, all of those things we need to check. You're right, 100% uh, Lieutenant Right Peter. on, Lieutenant Pranzo. Uh, canvases, uh, in-depth canvases, uh, searches, more searches and researches. You got to get the uh, helicopters up there. Uh, this is the most important time. You know, it's uh, the police got to be out there 24-7. And Billy, you know, they, I don't see them using the media as much as they could be. I think they need to use the media better than they have been. Billy, I think this case, the technology angle of it is not going to maybe, uh, you know, uh, provide so much information. This is one of those cases, old fashioned police work, knocking on doors, doing interviews. Somebody tells you one thing that somebody else said, you go to interview that person. That's the way it's going to go here. Canvases basically knocking on the door in the area. Has anybody seen anything? Try and come up with some good eyewitnesses. You put together a timeline of when she was last seen and things like that. And I think you'll get to the bottom of this for a happy ending she was just like she's just a beautiful soul you know she's so sweet and so vibrant now police say the last known activity on kylie's cell phone was at 12 33 a.m that's just after her friends last talked to her kylie rodney described as 5 7 115 pounds blonde hair hazel eyes she was last seen wearing that black tank top and green pants and she has a nose ring and a tattoo of the number 17 on her ribs and marnie there's also talk that she may have borrowed a sweatshirt so she may not be in that black tank top because it gets very cold there in the tahoe area at night so she may not be in that black tank top she may have put a sweatshirt over that outfit. Yeah, something for people to keep an eye out for. Nancy, I mean, two to 300 people at this party. I mean, this was a big party on Friday night. There were a lot of people there. Teenagers had their cell phones out filming everything always. So you have to imagine uh, that anything they have to share would be critical right now. But it does sound like the sheriff's office is um, at a crossroads right now, worried that party goers are not coming forward. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there was underage drinking at that party. And as you heard, there was drug use, some older people showing up, a sketchy vibe as her friends have described. But the sheriff's office has made clear that they're not interested in prosecuting or punishing teenagers. They need evidence. They need information. And the priority is finding Kylie. Bring her home safely to her family. All right, Nancy, thank you. I want to bring in Jennifer Koffendoffer now. She's a retired FBI agent. She has been following this case closely. Uh, Jennifer, good to see you as always. Let's start uh, real quickly with the amount of people that were there, potential witnesses to her either disappearing or someone taking her, whatever may have happened. Um, how difficult is that for law enforcement to piece through um, all of these people, reach out to them, encourage them to come forward with anything they have? 
Well, it's going to require a lot of time, a lot of manpower, a lot of agents and officers spending the time to contact each of these individuals to get their phone uh, to look for videos. It's going to be intense, but I will say this. With that number of people there, it increases the chance that somebody saw something. So I like the numbers from that standpoint. Help to clarify, um, early on in the investigation, this just happened on Friday, early morning of, of Saturday, that police were treating this as a possible abduction. They seem to walk that back a little bit today, saying that anything is possible. They want to leave no stone unturned. Um, from an investigative standpoint, um, is there a reason they may have said that early on? Well, I think that they were looking at the worst case scenario and putting that out there. But what this tells me is after doing their investigation to date, they have no evidence of an abduction. And so therefore, they've tailed this back and they're looking at a broader possibilities, such as her going off the road, such as her, uh, unfortunately, uh, possibly being in that water or all the other scenarios that could be because there is no evidence they've uncovered of an abduction. It is heart-wrenching for the family to be out there as they search, but you say the focus should be particularly on the waterways in the area. Um, walk us through exactly how investigators will come through the water and expand the parameter of the search. Well, they're going to be using everything they have available from sonar to manpower to dive teams to dogs. They're going to be using all their assets, but look at the body of water they're looking at. It's quite extensive. And so I think it's going to really take hours and hours and hours of commitment. But I like to see that this case is being investigated fully and that the FBI and all their resources are involved. You know, with the hesitancy of some of these teenagers and others at the party to come forward, um, how important is that $50,000 reward not right now to bring in tips to encourage people to speak up? I think the reward is important, but what's more important to me is the fact that local law enforcement has come forward and said, listen, we're not looking at giving you, uh, you know, uh, possession charge for drugs or, or drinking illegally. We want to find Kylie, and I think that should give a peace of mind to all those witnesses that were there to come forward for the sake of Kylie. Right. The priority is bringing her home tonight. Jennifer, as always, thank you. And if you at home have any information on the disappearance of Kylie Rodney, you can contact the Placer County Sheriff's Office. We've got the number on your screen. They're also searching for her silver uh, Honda CRV at this hour. Every single missing person story, Kylie's included, is important to us. And every week we bring you these stories in our missing series. If you have a loved one who is missing so that's basically where, where they are right now. I mean, I, I, I'm going to try to get the, uh, the press conference up. Uh, I don't know if they put out anything uh, new at the press conference. Well, based but, on you know, the report, Billy, it sounds like the posture may have changed a little bit on the law enforcement side, uh, thinking now that since the vehicle's not recovered, the phone is off, that perhaps she may have driven off the road and could possibly be in the body of water or something like that. So again, anything's possible at this point. Uh, 
if they did really change posture, maybe they know a little bit more than what they're saying that they're putting out. But I guess this uh, this latest press conference might be worth looking at if you could find that, Bill. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, pull it up right now. Well, you know, you know there was one person in the chat I just want to acknowledge. It was uh, Sven Lawson coming in from Denmark. Uh, Sven, thank you for uh, looking up police off the cuff. And uh, we appreciate you coming all the way from Denmark to check out our show. Pass the word around. We could use some subscribers from Denmark. <laughs> you know, Lieutenant Pete said, um, why wasn't this uh, an Amber Alert issued? And one of the reasons was the fifth criteria necessary to make this an Amber Alert wasn't uh, present. And that was um, a, prov uh, a provable abduction that she was actually seen abducted yeah. or yeah. evidence of an abduction. And they don't have that. So... Yeah. Um, that that's why they haven't uh, listed this as an Amber Alert. Um, I'm not. Listen, seeing, I'm not seeing the most um, recent press conference. I just uh, ran it. So, uh, you know, an, another comment. Bill Modest Man says, "Police off the cuff. Do you think the adults at the party can be tracked down if they won't come forward?" Of course they can. There's probably going to be videotape in the area. There's obviously the cell phone tower can tell whose cell phone was at that location. And we're going to get people that know, you know, there's going to be eventually they're going to interview some person that knows another person that knows another, knows another person. There's going to be somebody in that crowd of the older crowd that knows someone at the younger crowd and they'll be able to figure it out. It's a matter of doing some good old fashioned police work. And I'm sure that they'll be able to talk to, if not everyone, most of the, uh, the people that were, uh, older in that crowd. I think that's uh, something that they're probably all, all, all over. I'm going to put a picture up on the screen. And this is what you're dealing with, a picture like that from, from the party. Now, can we identify anyone from that? If you showed this large screen picture to someone that was at the party, could they identify 16 people? 16-year-old Kylie Rodney was last seen on Friday night that was at Prosser Lake. Volunteers met at the Truckee Community Center this morning before starting another round of searches. Her mother, Rodney's mother, uh, was emotional talking about her daughter's disappearance. I just want my daughter home. I just, I just want my daughter home. I just want to give her a hug. I just want to know where she is. I just want to know what happened. Placer County Sheriff's Office says they are treating Kylie Rodney's disappearance as an abduction because they say her car is also missing. See, there you go. I mean, uh, we talk about identifying these people, you know, not so easy, right? The only yeah. thing you could maybe do is to show that big photo to other people that were there. Could you identify this person, that person, and get their names that way? But again, not so easy. Yeah, it's a challenge, obviously, Bill, based on that photo. But like you said, I'd get I'd start with some of the the close uh, friends of of Kylie, and you know, all right. So she she picks out the guy in the check it in the middle there. His name is uh, John Smith. So now you would go find John Smith. If he says he wasn't there, guess what? Here's your picture. We notice is you when you go from there. And then John Smith will tell you about the guy standing next to him or the several people standing next to him. And you would go, you know, you do like a, almost like a checklist of everybody in that photo. And eventually you're going to, you know, it's painstaking work. It's difficult. It's tedious, but you'll get to the bottom of it. But the CHP has not issued an Amber Alert because they say the case has not met the criteria for known abductions.
So again, uh, you know, a difficult, um, dif difficult thing to identify. Uh, it's as, as Phil said before, it's painstaking work. You got to get the people to help you to cooperate, identify the people that were at that party and keep asking questions um, from all the people that were there and build, build a roster, build a timeline. And, and that's, that's how, how it's going to get solved. You know, the, the, the possibility that she did, she was drunk, that she did drive and crash somewhere and her vehicle has not been found, that, that's a possibility. You know, that is a distinct possibility. But my problem with that is why was her phone off? Why would she turn her phone off? So with that theory. Um, well, the thinking might be if, God forbid, she drove into the water by means of an accident being intoxicated, the water would eventually uh, short circuit the phone, I guess. Maybe that's what the thinking might be on that end. But uh, again, I, I would think if uh, if she had gone off the road and went into the body of water, there might be some tire tracks. They may have already been able to uh, locate the location. But again, uh, you know, it's hard to say, uh, you know, in an intoxicated state, if that's what happened, uh, she could have maybe gone completely off the road and, and you're not going to leave track so much if it's a really brushy area. Today, it's definitely been an emotional day for those family and friends out here as law enforcement hasn't given really much of an update. But her best friend tells me she won't stop looking for Kylie until she's found. I just want her to come back and be okay and just to know that she's loved and that we all, you know, like looked for her and that we all loved her through this and stuff. Magdalene Larson says she's been searching for her best friend since she found out Kylie went missing. The first day that she was missing, I mean, I was literally in a car for 12 hours looking for her. Um, yeah, but now I've just mostly been here just trying to, you know, organize everybody else. And I've been working a lot with like the police. Law enforcement urging the public to share any information or videos from the party at the Prosser family campground where she was last seen. There has been a lot of video provided and some of it uh, had to do with a fight that occurred at the party. Detectives right now are asking for any additional video that you have. Officials would not confirm if Kylie was involved in that altercation, but they did release this picture of Kylie asking the public to focus in on her jewelry. I just want to answer this question from the chat. Jojo Jolene, yes, we actually do know that she was drinking because her friend Sammy Smith said she wouldn't drive with her in the car because she was too intoxicated. So that's yeah, the that's, evidence that's we have been established. Yes. Right. So that's been established that she was drinking. She's wearing very distinctive gold colored necklaces. One, two, three necklaces. Kylie's family says she always wears those three necklaces and likely had them on when she went missing. A code red alert sent. You know, I wonder if the police um, identifying the gold necklace there, if they're doing that because potentially criminals will pawn gold jewelry. And could they be checking the pawn shops also to see if any of the jewelry that Kylie was wearing has shown up in a pawn shop? A code red alert sent out today in an effort to reach more people and hopefully get more volunteers. It can get exhausting when people aren't seeing that there's a goal or a direction. But for her best friend, what's keeping you going? Just finding her. You know, I'm just, I'm not going to stop until I do.
Now there is mental health help resources out here for those teens and volunteers or anybody who needs to talk during this time. Now they're also getting ready for another one of those community meetings here at the Truckee Recreational Center. That'll start here at 5.30. Live in Truckee, Danica Hill, KCRA 3 News. This is such an emotional time for so many uh, people, friends of hers and Danica, they're, they're still looking for volunteers. So if people are thinking, man, I'd like to help, what do they need to do to get involved? Yeah, Golson, they're telling people if you have the time and availability, especially as we go into this weekend, they're wanting to keep the momentum going. They're telling people to come and meet here at the Truckee Recreational Center. Now they have a mapping tool that they've been using to kind of lay out all the places that people have been. That way they're not checking the same areas or double backing on some of those same areas. And they're also saying if you're not available to come out here, just share, share, share. The Placer County Sheriff's Office has been really good at updating their social media. Those are the, the updates that you're, they're wanting you guys to share. Back to you. Yeah, uh, a big effort still going on out there. Danica, thank you. Yeah, go. So folks, uh, someone, um, Jakey5, Sammy said she was with her all night so people can see Sammy on these news clips. Surely that will jog people's memories. However, Sammy booked at like 1030 when she determined that her friend was too intoxicated to drive her home. So that's a fact that we know. Gail Salatori, thank you so much for the 499 Super Chat. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Modest, modest man. There was a case in Truckee where a young woman went missing and a hiker found her car a month later, drove off a cliff at night, also had been drinking. Modest man, I do not doubt that that could happen, that this, the car could be at the bottom of a ravine right now, has not been found. That's why we so desperately need helicopters and drones. Sounds searching. like uh, a job for... Uh... Midwest Equisearch. Midwest Equisearch, yeah. I mean, we could probably... And if the police are listening, you know, Equisearch is, is an amazing um, organization. Absolutely. Um, and you can contact Midwest Equisearch. Uh, they have a website. And uh, Dave Rader, he's, he's one of the best in the... Uh, I won't even call it a business. They're volunteers. But I, I would enlist them. You know, Equisearch uh, could find this girl, could find this vehicle. And law enforcement has to ask them. They don't I'm show up. Say that, yeah. Right. They, they won't just come and do it. They'll, they want to be requested. If they're not requested and work, they'll work hand in hand with law enforcement. If they're not requested, they don't go poking their nose into things that doesn't concern them. So. No, they don't want to show up unsolicited because they, they don't want to be uh, accused of meddling. They want to be asked to help. And then they will, uh, they'll help and they'll go in there with all their resources, you know, and all we could say is they're a tremendous organization and they found many missing people. Uh, Several throughout. hundred recoveries. Yeah, it's it's just incredible. Let me just, I hate to put this guy on, George Snuffleupagus, but I'm just going to, there's a good report. 16 year old California girl who vanished after a campground party. Police are treating this as a possible abduction, have released a new image of the teenager just moments before she vanished. Veronica Miracle from our sister station, KABC in Los Angeles, has the latest. Good morning, Veronica. Good morning, George. Investigators believe someone knows something. They're asking anyone with information to come forward. Kylie's father now begging the community for help. She is disconnected. She is your daughter, too. 
Overnight, Daniel Rodney speaking out for the first time since his 16-year-old daughter Kylie went missing after going to a party with hundreds of other teens at a campsite near Lake Tahoe. This is your kids. These are the parties your kids are going to. We need, we need, we need answers. Please, anything, please, need you. Police releasing one of the last known images of Kylie. Authorities desperately searching for leads in her possible abduction. Investigators say the Northern California teen was seen on surveillance camera visiting a local business just after 6 p.m. on Friday. She disappeared just hours later. We're trying to find out exactly what happened. And at this point, we believe that someone knows, someone saw her. Uh, but they're not coming forward. In this image, authorities say she was wearing a black bodysuit, a black studded belt, green Dickies pants, and black vans. Additional images from the Placer County Sheriff's Office show a sweatshirt they believe is still in her possession with eerie lyrics that say, you don't want to be forgotten, you just want to disappear. Police haven't found any correlation between the words and her disappearance. Without somebody coming forward to potentially reveal a critical piece of information that could lead us to Kylie, we really have nothing to go off of. Um, so we'll continue our search. On Wednesday, law enforcement expanding their search for Rodney. Dive teams scouring this lake. Teams also searching on the ground and by helicopter. So, you know, there's a presumption after somebody has been gone at her age for a number of days that there might be foul play involved. But it appears they haven't found any. And so the real key is looking in logical places that she might be. Rodney was last seen at Prosser Family Campground near Lake Tahoe, the site of a party she attended with hundreds of other teens. I would say out of the about 300 people who were in attendance of that party, we've only been able to speak to a fraction of them. Her best friend, Sammy Smith, says she was with Kylie the entire party and was the last person to contact her before she went missing. We were going to leave together because later in the party, I had asked her if uh, she could give me a ride home. And then I realized that she was too intoxicated to give me a ride home. So that kills me. That just kills me every time I hear that. You know, I realized she was so intoxicated. And what you keep hearing is me. Me, 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 you know, how about your friend that now is missing that you should have taken care of or helped, you know, I mean, look, I don't think I'm being too harsh. You're 16 or you're 17, however old you are, but you, you got to look out for your friends. I mean, that's the message we try to give our kids, you know? Yeah. You look out for each other and this way, Absolutely. these tragedies don't occur. Don't. Don't split off from the group is what I tell my kids. And I tell their friends that stay together, stay together, stay together. But occasionally there'll be an instance where a kid will, I don't feel good. I'm going home and they jump in an Uber and they go home. But uh, we try to teach our kids to avoid that at all costs. Try and find a different ride. We were both really drunk. Kylie's mother, desperate for answers. We have stories about the beginning of the night and the middle of the night, but we don't really have, there are no stories about her leaving when she left or who she left with. There's no stories of her car leaving. Rodney's car, a 2013 silver Honda CRV shown here in this photo, also missing. Authorities hoping someone has seen it. Her phone has been out of signal since just after midnight on Saturday. The Sheriff's Department saying they've received more than 300 tips since Sunday. Other agencies, including the FBI, also involved in the search.
Kylie's mother says there is a $50,000 reward for anyone that has information that can bring Kylie home. Guys. Such a sad story there. Thank you so much. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's where we are right now. You know, there's not any, again, they have nothing. They really have nothing right now. Guess what it is? It's put your shoes on and get out there and search. That's all we can keep doing because they don't have anything. They don't have any leads that we could say, oh, we're working on this. We're working on that. They do not, they do not have that right now. So Looking at it from a peripheral, Bill, obviously not having the case folder in front of me and seeing what the real direction of the case is. But I would think that you'd want to have two sets of operations going. One, obviously, search and recovery into the Lake Tahoe area. It sounds like that's going to be the, the focal point of the search and the surrounding area. And then the other part would be identifying and interviewing every one of the people at that party. Obviously, you know, the uh, be on the lookout for the vehicle, whatever technology you need to, uh, you know, uh, enlist to uh, locate the vehicle. And again, uh, you know, the cell phone stuff. But I'd be having two uh, point of trying to make two sets of operations. One is going to be a search. The other one be all the follow up stuff with the people that were at the party and any information that you would garner from those interviews. You know, it's, uh, I have a bit of a, a press conference that was held earlier today. And I don't know if this was the, the breaking one they said they had, but there's really no breaking information in this. I'll play a little bit of it. Hardy Bullock for being with us here tonight. Kind of low, Bill, maybe volume. Yeah, I can hear it either. Hang on a second. Yeah, you got the volume up. It might just be low. Yeah, it is just low. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to play it. Sorry, guys. But uh, I listened to that press conference before, and they sort of just reiterated some of the information that they already spoke about, uh, searching, uh, spotting, looking for the car, uh, having people help, volunteer. If you were at that uh, party, please contact them. If you have any cell phone photos, selfies, video, they want to see it. They want to see who was at this location, who was at this party. And that's how this case is going to be solved. I think that a, a real strong possibility now uh, is the fact that she could have uh, crashed her car somewhere. I really think that's a strong possibility. Uh, you hate to say that, but, th you know, that's a real strong possibility. Yeah, Billy, I'm looking in the chat and it's uh, painted black, P-N-T-D black. What do your guts tell you guys about this case? Uh, based on everything that we're learning now, I'm leaning towards what you're saying, Bill, that there's a possibility that based on the fact we know she's intoxicated from her friend's statement, that uh, she may have gotten into the car and driven off and maybe, uh, you know, drove uh, and had some type of an accident. That's a, a, a strong possibility. The fact that it seems like the posture is backing off of the abduction part of it based on that news account. So again, it sounds like maybe that could be uh, the scenario here. And, uh, you know, when you have witnesses telling you that she was very intoxicated and she, you know, disappears and now the car is gone too, the car isn't found. Had she uh, been not, you know, missing from the party, but the, the car was, the vehicle was still at the location that would uh, put me in a different set, uh, state of mind, you know, but, uh, 
with, with all that we're learning now, yeah, I think the possibility does seem a little bit more higher that uh, she could have met with some type of an accident uh, leaving the party. I just, yeah, the information that her friend Sammy gave that she wouldn't get in the car with her because she was too intoxicated, that speaks volumes. It really does. And uh, that's why I'm thinking, look, could she have been abducted? Absolutely. But I think there's a, more of a possibility she got in the car. And you see how dark that park is. I mean, it's uh, it's ridiculous. You know, uh, intensifying for missing 16-year-old Kylie Rodney. We do not have any new leads, and that, uh, I can tell you, is very frustrating for us. After the California teen disappeared from a party with hundreds of other kids at a Lake Tahoe area campground in the early hours of August 6th. Out of the two to 300 juveniles and young adults who are at that party, somebody knows something about Kylie. Police releasing this image showing Kylie at a local store hours before the party and an image of a hoodie loaned to Kylie before she disappeared. Her silver Honda also missing. Shortly after midnight, she had verbally communicated to her friends that she was wanting to go home. Detectives say the last time her cell phone pinged was 33 minutes past midnight. Extremely concerned. I, this is it's an absolute nightmare. This is every parent's nightmare. Each detail of the investigation haunting her family. I asked her to wake me up when she got home, like she always does, and she said, okay, and thanks, Mama, love you. And that's the last I ever heard from her. The search for Kylie expanding to involve multiple agencies, including the FBI. Police also pushing the partygoers, including teens from Nevada to the Bay Area, to come forward with any information. We're not concerned about what was happening out at the party. Our only concern is to get Kylie back. Aaron McLaughlin, NBC News. So there you have it. That's that's where we are right now. Uh, Phil, I just wanted you to go to a quick uh, Joe Murray, uh, Joe Murray commercial here. Joe Murray, attorney at law. Have you found yourself in a jam? Are you in need of legal counsel in the New York area? Do you need a victim's advocate? Well, Joe Murray is your man. He's not only an experienced trial attorney, he's also a retired 15-year member of the NYPD. He literally knows both sides of the fence. His website is jmurray-law.com. His telephone number is 646-838-1702. Or you can email Joe at joe at jmurray-law.com. If you would like to advertise on Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories, just drop us an email at policeoffthecuff, one word, the number one at gmail.com. The rates are very, very reasonable. It might be the right thing for your business. We have a national as well as an international audience. We had uh, that uh, Sven Larsen from Denmark in. So uh, whether it be a local business or a international business, it might be the right thing for your business. Just drop us an email. You know, folks, I'm just, uh, we put out our um, educated opinions on this based on our law enforcement experience. We've been involved in many missing person cases, high profile missing person cases. And, you know, you got to do things by the numbers. What you can't just go by what you think it is. You got to do all the investigative checklist things, make sure everything's covered, cross every T, dot every I, and then do it over again. You got to keep just keep at it. You can't just say, oh, I, we're never going to find her. You know, this, you know, though we said this could be the case 
of a vehicle accident with, with the lost vehicle, lost in a ravine, lost in, in a body of water, uh, lost at the bottom of some, uh, you know, some uh, foraging forestry. And they could have just not found it yet. But the other part is possible too. Could she have been abducted? Yes. But I think based on what we're hearing now, it's more apt that the accident thing, that she may have drove off a very, very dark park there. And uh, she may have had a vehicle accident. And they they had just have not found uh, the Honda, the 2013 Honda CRV yet. And as I said, I, I don't want to hedge all my bets. The only thing that bothers me about that is the fact that her cell phone uh, was powered down. That's the only thing that bothers me about that. The, the other thing, Billy, uh, as I'm thinking about it, it, there was two to 300 people there. Had she been given some type of a date rape drug or if she just fell unconscious from being intoxicated and she was carried away to her car, there had to be people there would have saw something like that. Uh, but if a person just, you know, stumbles off and goes to the parking lot, there was probably a lot of movement back and forth from where the vehicles were parked. And if they just walk away and they get in their car and they leave, it might not be so noticeable is the point I'm trying to make. Something where a person is being carried or being forced into a vehicle, uh, although there could have been a ruse used to get her to the vehicle. However, uh, it's seeming more and more likely as we get deeper into this case that that seems the most likely situation that perhaps there was some type of a motor vehicle accident with her leaving. And again, anything's possible at this point. There could have been some uh, obvious foul play that was involved in, the, in this case. But uh, real quick point, you talk about doing stuff and then doing it over again. I had a case one time where a homicide, the, almost the first person that we talked to when we got to the scene at a homicide, a next door neighbor, six months later, we knocked on her door. She pulled us in the door, just about said, I got, I, I've had this on my mind. I got to give you the information. She turned the whole case around, handed us the perp on a silver platter, basically. So again, that's a, a different type of a case, but the point is sometimes you have to really stay with it. And when you do it and you run to the sort of dead end, you redo what you did the first day. Absolutely. Folks, this is Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. If you're not subscribed to us, please go on our YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Give us the thumbs up. Ring that bell. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon with three different levels. And we also have a YouTube channel membership with uh, five different levels. And you can see the folks in the green font in this chat. They're part of our YouTube family. Uh, TN Girl, all these all these kids, someone has video of something. Of course. TN Girl, I agree with you. Uh, so far, it has not been forthcoming. Point Black, if she did go off the road, time is uh, if she did go off the road, time is extremely crucial. Highway from the location to her home should be primarily focused on by foot. You know, but she could have also crashed inside the park. It's not necessarily she was on the highway. You see how dark that park is, right? And you see the potential to crash. There's no lights. The only lights you deal with are your vehicle lights. So that, that's a possibility. And again, we're getting evidence, information that she was intoxicated. So Billy, don't forget, too, in this time of the year, I'm not sure how much the brush grows, but in our area, in the Northeast, the brush is very high right now. So a vehicle could go into the brush 
you know, go into uh, some type of a, a small body of water or a ravine or just, you know, a person goes unconscious. And, the, you know, once the vehicle drives past the brush, the brush sort of goes back into place and it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be hidden by the brush. So, again, uh, searching in the area is probably going to be uh, very important at this point, too, which I'm sure they're doing. But uh, extensive searching is going to be key to this case. Modest man, they said they were running back and forth to their cause, charging phones. Maybe her phone just died right after texting her mother on her way home. That's a possibility. Of course. I'm not, I'm not excluding anything. Uh, point black, pointed black. Got to check out Canvas, all the local sex offenders. No, absolutely. I, there, there was some information that there was a group of people there that were a lot older than these 16 and 17 year olds. Uh, that's the danger of social media and these pop-up parties these days, you know? Uh, that's why I said the investigation should have two different avenues, the search avenue, and then the investigative team should be obviously doing the interviews, but also checking on uh, sexual offenders, parolees, uh, hitting all the informants that are in the area with narcotics locations, you know, is uh, usually the narcotics teams have plenty of informants. So all of those different things should be, and I'm sure they are being done. Uh, Alicia B, do we know the driving distance between the party and a home? Was it close? I do not know. I, I'm assuming it was probably, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour, but I'm just assuming that because these kids were all from like the same school until. Yeah. Uh, people showed it sounds up like it's close proximity. It doesn't seem like it was a two hour drive or anything like that. I would venture to say, right, Bill. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's my assumption. And we, again, I said, you know what it means when you assume, right? Sure. Iris Hewlett, car may be immersed in water. That's a distinct possibility. We had mentioned that before. Um, Billy, I think that we pretty much covered this all we could really, uh, Kay Cooper says it's 12 miles. 30-ish minutes. Thank you, okay. uh, Kay Cooper. Thank you, Kay Cooper. To her, uh, and Modest Man says, you guys are fast on that Google. I heard 12 to 15 miles, not 100% sure. Thank you, guys. Uh, we, we welcome that information. Phil, I think we covered this as far as we could this evening. Yes. Um, I think that if you have some uh, final words, now is the time to uh, say them. Yes. Final thoughts. Uh, this is obviously another heartbreak of this case. Uh, we're hoping for the best for this young lady. Uh, every time I watch the mom uh, talk or we replay that videotape and it's kind of chokes you up a little bit. Uh, it doesn't seem too good at this point. Uh, we covered it the best we could. Let's hope and pray that uh, something turns up uh, some leads uh, will lead to her location, uh, what happened to her. It's quite possible that she's still alive is always the possibility. But, uh, you know, uh, based on the fact that seven days we haven't heard from her, that's uh, very troubling. And this is, again, this is a troubling case. But uh, we're going to hope for the best here. And if anything should break, we will obviously jump on it and try and uh, report it to you guys. So, again, let's just uh, say a prayer for this young lady. Absolutely. Folks, thank you so much for listening tonight. It's Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. Have a great night. God bless. Stay safe, everyone. One episode, just